Well, here we are. Christmas is finally here. Maybe for some of you, especially the kids, maybe this day has taken forever to get here. I'm sure you've been looking forward to this day since December 26, 2015, right? Just a few days, just a day after last year. And it's taken forever to get here. But if you're like me, time has flown by. And you can't believe that Christmas is already here. Yes, my tree is up, my lights are on, I've been listening to Christmas music since before Thanksgiving. But I just don't feel like it's Christmas. Time has flown by so quickly that I haven't even had time to watch my favorite Christmas movies. Time has flown by. And it's just not as exciting this year. Just not as thrilling as years past. Maybe as you sit here tonight, you feel the same way. Christmas just isn't as exciting this year as it has been. Yes, we're here worshiping Jesus. We're we're here celebrating Christmas, but it it just doesn't seem like it. It's not as as exciting. It's anticlimactic. There's someone in the Bible who at first was not excited for Christmas, and that was Joseph, Mary's husband. Here's what we're told in Matthew chapter 1. This is how the birth of the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Joseph and Mary were pledged to be married. That was more than just being engaged. The documents had been signed. The the paperwork was complete. Uh, Officially, by law, they were a married couple. But the custom was that they didn't actually start living together as husband and wife until after the reception, which could be months and months later. And so that's the period that Mary and Joseph are in. The, The documents have been signed. They were officially married, but they weren't living together yet because they weren't married. The reception hadn't taken place. And so you can imagine, Joseph was pretty disappointed. He wasn't so excited. He wasn't thrilled to find out, oh, hey, Mary's pregnant. And so he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But as soon as he had that thought, God sent him an angel. And here's what the angel said. After he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. As soon as Joseph played with the idea that he's going to divorce Mary, God sent him an angel. And the angel said, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. This baby is from God. 
And when this baby is born, you, Joseph, are going to give him the name Jesus, which means the Lord saves. Why? Because he's born to save his people from their sins. How exciting. How thrilling that must have been for Joseph. Because Joseph was a faithful Jew. He knew the Old Testament. He knew that this was the promised one. The promised Messiah that God had said would come into the world ever since Genesis chapter 3. If you remember in Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve fell into sin. The devil tempted them and they fell. And when they sinned, they introduced the the disease that we call sin. And now it's become hereditary. Everyone born into the world is sinful. Whether you realize it or not, you have been touched with sin. You have seen sin. Broken families, arguments in the household, frustration over co-workers, car crashes, drug and alcohol addictions, or any addiction for that matter, manipulation, fear of the future, the hopelessness of guilt. All of this, all of these are consequences of sin. And all of us will face the the most earthly consequence of sin, and, and that is death. But ultimately, the worst of these consequences was eternal separation from God. God is holy and perfect. Sinners cannot stand before God on their own, and that's what we are. We've been eternally separated from God. All of this took place in Genesis chapter 3 when Adam and Eve fell into sin. But in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, God promised a Savior. He promised one would come from the woman's line and He would destroy the devil's work. And so throughout the Old Testament, uh, from Genesis 3.15 on, all God does is excite His people again and again as He reveals a little more about this Savior. In 2000 BC, we find out that uh, the Savior is going to be a Jew. He's going to be born from Abraham's line. 1000 BC, we find out that He's going to be a king. He's going to be from King David's line. 700 BC, the prophet Isaiah tells us He's going to be born of a virgin. He's going to be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Joseph knew all this. He knew the Old Testament. And now that Messiah was here. Joseph's disappointment, his lack of being enthused, his lack of excitement was completely turned around. The Messiah is here. Is Christmas feeling anticlimactic? Are you not so excited about Christmas this year? Peek again over the the manger. And look at the baby lying there. You aren't looking at just a newborn baby. You're staring into the eyes of your Savior. The one who was born to take your sins away. The one born to save you from your sins. And that's exactly what He did when He died on the cross. He's the one born to fix your relationship with God. He's the one born to give heaven to you. He's the one born to free you from guilt and fear. 
He's the one born uh, to free you uh, from trying to work to get into God's good graces. He frees you from feeling unordinary and unloved. This one, born, is the one who gives you all your worth. This Christmas season, I've seen more commercials than I want to. And they all tell me that in order to make Anne feel how much she's worth to me, I need to buy her the most expensive piece of jewelry from basically every jewelry store in the Austin area. God wanted you to feel how much you are worth to Him. And on Christmas, He gave you the most expensive and most precious gift He could. His one and only Son. Born to save you from your sins. So tonight and tomorrow, as as you give your gifts, as you give your gifts to your children, let it remind you of the gift that God gave them 2,000 years ago. As you receive your gifts, let them remind you of the gift that God gave you 2,000 years ago on that holy night when the stars were brightly shining. It was the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till He appeared and the soul felt its worth. The thrill of hope and the weary world rejoices. Fall on your knees. Jesus is born. He's born to save you from your sins. What an exciting Christmas this year is. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank You for being born to save us from our sins. As we go into a new year, do not let the excitement of Your birth leave us, but dwell in our heart and and rest in our heart. Amen.